We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome into another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Robbie Hummel, and uh, we got a great episode for you today, an absolutely terrific episode. We have not just one Hurley. We have both Hurley brothers. We we, we got Danny and Bobby on, and uh, Hummel's never really been around these guys, so this is going to be an interesting experience for Rob. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm honestly, I'm surprised that they will agree to come on with you with all the shit you blow both of them but yeah. i'm excited I, yeah I'm excited i mean listen i don't know why i can't answer that question but they'll they'll be here as far as i know they're going to be showing up uh we'll talk to you later goodman and humble podcast here is danny and bobby hurley all right welcome to a special edition of the goodman and humble podcast <laughs> it is special because we've got the hurley experience and uh i, I wanted to bring uh robbie humble into the hurley experience i've done this I don't know how many times we did. We probably did it three or four years in a row with, with Danny and Bob. Um, and we've taken the co- last couple of years up. I don't know why, maybe the pandemic. Um, I, I have no idea why, but I, I'm I'm happy to have you guys back on. And we're bringing Robbie Hummel into the, the family, the Hurley experience. So uh, welcome, guys. Um, thanks for being on. And uh, listen, I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with this. I was told by a Hurley relative uh, the quote goes something like this. Uh, if you guys lose, you're miserable. If you guys win, you're still miserable. You guys are 19 and one combined right now. Can you smile, Dan? Can you smile? That, that, who, I don't know who said that. I'm not giving it away. That's a source. <laughs> that's a source within the family. Um, that's what I'm mostly thinking about. Like who, Who's running their mouth right now uh, within the family? No. L- listen, losing, definitely. Like, complete misery. But you do get, I don't know, Bob, like 12, 12 hours of relief 
14 hours of relief after a win, right? I mean, it feels awesome until it turns back to, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know this, Dan, more than, than the losing and being miserable. How about the day of the game experience? How your body feels the day of the game, just the the pressure, the stress, the anxiety, what you put your body through and how you feel. Um, I, I think that's worse than the, whether the result is winning or losing. It's just the, what leads into the game until the ball gets thrown in the air yeah. for hours and hours. It's 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 a miserable feeling. It's lifeless, right? Like a weakness uh, until you get, you're right, until you go down the tunnel, right, Bob? Mm-hmm. And the anthem plays and then now it's fight or flight and, and, and it's time to fight. Yeah, I would say, too, even if you want to take it another step further, it's like the hour before the game. Right. Because like we, we've done everything we could do at that point. Right? You know, you're going to run your first two first couple of possessions. It's uh, and now it's a very lonely feeling. Like sometimes I'll, I'll talk to you like an hour before the game or vice versa, because we both like we have nothing left to do. I mean, we've thought about the game as much as we can. We have no idea what they're doing in warm ups. We have no idea like, you know, ultimately how we're going to play. We're, we're starting to lose control over, over that, you know. So what are you talking about? When you when you call each other an hour before the game, what is that conversation about? It's just, oh man, how, how do you feel? Are you, are you hanging in there? You you know, it's uh, you know, it's brutal right now. What are they doing? You know, I don't know what's going to happen to me in one hour, and, and and like all the preparation is done, the film study, the you know, knowing what you're going to do the first few possessions. It's so I always ask, I know you're watching the clock just tick away. You know? Yeah. I asked Bob how much longer he wants to do this. <laughs> you know, I'll ask him that like right before the game, right, Bob? Like, hey, how much how much longer do we have to do it? How much longer do you want to do it? Uh, and and what's, no Bob, what's Bob's answer? Generally, Bob, what is Bob's answer? Uh, I hope uh, he, he says longer. We have to do it. He says we have to keep going. But the uh, <laughs> and then there's no one around you, Bob. Right? Everyone just tries to stay away from you. You spend a lot of that time in isolation, yeah. right? And then you have the, you you know, you go do your personnel, you do your game keys, your game goals. You get these little pockets, but pretty much you are just isolated and alone by yourself. It's, just you blame them. Like, wait, 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 wait. It's, it's like you a blame them for getting the hell away from you guys. Yeah, it's like a pitcher though that's throwing a no hitter or something, right? That's, like, that's kind of how you feel, right? Everyone, everyone avoids you. They, they, you know, they don't want to say the wrong thing to you. It's crazy. Danny, I want to ask you. I was reading one of Jeff's really stupid preseason articles, and he was ranking the top twenty recruiters in college basketball. And I just wanted to give you the floor to allow you to address Jeff here after not putting you on the list, which with your team is is clearly. A mistake. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's a number of ways. <laughs> hey, Rob, thanks for that question too. You're welcome. I knew you'd but like I mean, it, so I'm glad that I'm glad we could start with welcome, that. Welcome, welcome to, <laughs> to the Hurley <laughs> Brother Pod here. Uh, uh, hey, listen, there's a lot that goes into I think you know being a great recruiter beyond just getting five, four, five star players. However, you get them. Um, obviously, recruiting for me is to get a player to want to play for you because they believe in your the way you're going to develop them. They want you to be in their coach. They believe in the values of your program. You sell all that. And that, to me, is recruiting. Not other reasons why a, a player goes to a particular school. Uh, 
also part of making you a top 20 or top 25 recruiter, you know, is the success of young players in your, pro- in your program, the development piece, right? Like did, did young players come in and crush it? And then how well did you evaluate? Did you take like a top 75, top 100 player? Did they become a lottery pick? Like that is also too. So without saying what I really want to say, um, that's how I'll say that. I mean, you can say what you want to say. I, yeah, would, I would love listen. to hear it. You, you, you've done it before with me. Both of you have at times. I, I still want to go back to the the years ago. I don't know if Bobby remembers this. I'm on SportsCenter early on. This is like year two of, of Bobby's tenure at Arizona State. So they're not very good. He's inherited nothing. And I'm on with Matt Barry, who's an Arizona State grad. And obviously, I'm an Arizona grad. And I'm having fun poking Matt Barry at that point that Arizona is better than Arizona State. Well, I get a call after from somebody close again, a source close to Bobby. I'll, I'll say a source. And he says, Bobby's pissed. <laughs> and I'm like, what did I do? What, what? It's it's all in fun here. Bobby's pissed. You might want to be careful. So then I see Bobby. All of a sudden, Bobby's name comes up on my phone. I'm like, ignore, ignore, ignore. <laughs> I'm not ready for this right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I've learned to to not pay attention to anything anymore, really. Um, you know, whether I make any lists of, of great recruiters, that's what people say about me. I'm a great recruiter, but but I can't really coach. So I, I but I wish I, I fully understood that. I wish someone would would be a little more specific about what area of coaching that that I'm not uh, excelling in. So just I could become better. Um, but, yeah, I don't pay pay much attention to that stuff anymore, Jeff, what people say or or recruiting rankings or, you know, any you guys are off really, social media. You know, Aren't you? Yeah, both I mean, I mean, I think media? we, I think we've won, you know, games that, that, that should put us squarely in the conversation to be in the top 25. If you just look at our Michigan win alone, but I'm not going to complain about that and just going to, you know, keep plugging along. Jeff mentioned you guys are, are 19 and one. It seems like in years past when, when one of you guys was winning, the other maybe was having a, a tough start to the season, but with both teams playing so well, what, what's it been like behind the scenes in those conversations? Have they been positive? I mean, I know, like you said, you guys talk a lot. I mean, for me, it was like, you know, the Michigan win was unbelievable. We won that championship in Brooklyn. I know Dan was so supportive because, you know, two games earlier, we had an overtime loss to Texas Southern. So that's when we're at our best to kind of pick each other up in our in our darkest moments. So he's, you know, always there for me in that regard. And and then it was so awesome to get, you know, we were ahead of the curve on the holiday weekend. So I finally had Thanksgiving at my house for like the first time in six years. And I was able to invite a couple of coaches over on my staff. And we sat back and watched Dan uh, – start in uh in portland and, and beat oregon and uh and really enjoyed a couple of days of watching him compete but we were on totally different spectrums like he was suffering and you know in game mode and i was kind of celebrating a holiday which was really weird yeah i mean we listen hey robbie we've we both you know we've both won a lot you know we, we uh you know, bob's won a lot at arizona state I, i've won a lot here it's just rare that we've uh you know been on a, a streak together you know where, where the conversations and the and the vibes have just you know been been so positive because it's it's hard to go on on long winning streaks like this in college right um and at the at the at the same time and you know bob's right i mean the best thing you could do you know again i think maybe the last thing i saw you know before i turned off my notifications i think i did it 
um, you know, for the most part last year after we lost to Providence at home, it just, it, it got, you know, it just got, it just got too much. And then everyone but Jeff. And then when Jeff put out his top 20 recruiter list, then I, then I mute, then That's I, it. then I muted Jeff too. And so now somebody's probably gonna get back to me and he'll put one out like th this is who Jeff is too. He's going to put out like a top 21 list of recruiters. I'll be 21st at like five <laughs> o'clock tonight. That might be true. I might. But I'll never an, see an addendum it. will be issued by Jeff. One, one more coach. We'll, we'll add. We'll add Dan on there. Um, you know, watching you in Portland, uh, and and I I texted Bob right away on this. I'm watching you, and I think it might have been that first game, Dan. And I, I, you know, generally with with both of you guys, when I see you play in person, I want to sit right behind the bench. I do. I want to sit right behind you guys because. The entertainment value, you guys are entertaining. I love it. I do. I mean, I get a kick out of it. I, the intensity, the emotion, all of that. It's it's unmatched for the most part in college basketball. It really is. Uh, and I love that about college. Like, that's what college is about, right? So I'm watching Dan, and I'm like, who is this guy? Like, what happened to Dan? Where'd he go? And then at the end of the game, I went up to him, Bob, and I'm like, I'm like Dan, like, what the hell happened to you? Like you were the most mellow I've ever seen you. So what does he do? He rolls back his sleeves, Bob. And he's like, yeah, like I got a new outlook on life here. I wrote coach your team on my wrist. And sure enough, in this like marker, like he probably got it like right before the game and just like some random pen. And he just starts writing, like jamming down on his wrist, coach your team. Um, Bob, like, what did you think when you heard that? Um, I, I wasn't surprised, you know. I mean, Dan's a unique person. I mean, yeah, and, and you, you wouldn't normally see that um, that type of uh, um, thing done. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not shocking. I mean, I know you seem to be surprised by it, but. Uh, a little. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Dan is is calmer because, you know, he, he knows what he has. You know, if you, you feel a little better, it's a little easier. You don't have to be as aggressive with officials if you if you have the type of team that Dan has right now. And, and Jeff, I mean, I go years five and six at Rhode Island when we were really good and we were, you know, postseason, eight, 10 champs, regular season champs, getting to the tournament, winning games, uh, I wasn't really like, you know, you, you become more maniacal and, and more of that fireball when you're, you know, when you're, when you're building a program, you're trying to instill an intensity. Obviously every possession is life or death when you're not very good, you know, to either stay in a game or, or to develop a mentality and a fight in your program. And as your team gets better and as your talent gets better, you know, you could, you could step back and just coach your guys and and not get caught up in in everything else. Danny, there there are people that are saying that you guys are the best team in the country. What what are your thoughts on even hearing that? I, I think we've played great um, uh, to this point. I, I think we do the we do the really hard things well, right? Like we you know we we really guard people. Um, you know, both in the half court, we don't give you anything in transition defense. Um, you know, we potentially have a chance to dominate you on the backboard. Um, you know, we, we've get, you know, we, we get maybe the best center play in the country with what we have at center. Um, and then on the wing, we, you know, on the wing, we have two, 
you know, potential first round draft picks if they continue to play the way they're playing. And Andre Jackson and Jordan Hawkins, uh, you know, a four man, I think, you know, probably doesn't get enough credit in Caravan. There's not many freshmen that, that, you know, that, that you could afford to start on like a top five, top 10, whatever we are, a team in the country right now. And then we got tremendous depth and, and, and shooting and just the, the, the pieces fit. But you know, it's been a great start to the year, um, you know, for a team that was picked fourth in the league, you know. Um. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Bobby, you went to the portal for, for your team this year. How is recruiting that – how is it different than normal recruiting? And have you had to change your approach or or learn hard lessons, I guess, from doing that? Well, I think uh, you got to supplement your team through the portal. I think we were able to retain six guys. So just having a core coming back was helpful. The guys that have been in the program and then understand our system and what we're trying to do. And, uh, and we were able strategically – you know, to go out there and get a guy like Warren Washington right now that's uh, interior-wise uh, giving us a big boost around the basket uh, transfer from Nevada. Uh, and then we got the Cambridge brothers who have been outstanding in their own ways. Uh, you know, Des Cambridge uh, was the MVP up in New York in that event. Uh, you know, could really put points on the board. We struggled to score last year, so he's kind of instant offense for us. Uh, Devin Cambridge has been just done a little bit of everything, does all the intangibles, and is, uh, you know, a high right, highlight reel waiting to happen in the open court, really gets off his feet and kind of gets us going, uh, you know, emotionally. Uh, and then Frankie Collins, if this coaching thing doesn't work out, I think, you know, I should uh, focus on uh, picking point guards because uh, I got a knack for that. Uh, Frankie has been just a tremendous leader, uh, gets guys involved, plays both ends of the court, got great vision. Uh, and, and even Austin Nunez, you know, top 75 freshman was uh, was Pac-12 freshman a week, a few weeks back. It was great up in New York. So, um, you know, we've done very well through the portal and, you know, uh, we're going to continue to go that route uh, strategically. Is it different, though, like when you evaluate a player out of the portal versus evaluating a high school kid for, for either of you guys? I mean, it's important to have honest conversations just like you would with a high school kid, just about role and, uh, you know, expectations and things like that. But, I mean, I like it because, uh, you know, you could reprogram a guy a little bit, but but you're getting a guy that has so much experience potentially. It played a lot of college basketball games, and it's, it's not like, you know, bringing in a high school guy. 
And Dan, you didn't go the portal a year ago. It was like you and Jay Wright were like the only ones that really didn't go portaling a year ago. This past year, you you did it. You made a obviously a choice there, and it's really worked out for you. You got, I think, four guys maybe out of the portal, and they've all been good. Like Tristan's been much better than I thought he'd be. Joey's been awesome as an addition from San Diego. Uh, the other two guys have fit in very well as well. But was it a change where you were like two years ago, hey, I don't know if I want to do it, and then this past year you're watching everybody else and you were almost like, we we got it, we got to go this route? Yeah. Listen, we had, um, you know, the, a group that had been together, RJ Cole and, and Tyrese Martin and Isaiah Whaley and Tyler Polly and, and uh, you know, uh, Jalen Gaffney, a group of guys that, man, that had taken a program that was at the bottom of the AAC, um, you know, had gone from what happened in 2014 to, you know, I think a pro- getting being closer to a 200 Ken Palm than a than a hundred Ken Palm, right? When you get here. So that we owed it to that group. Um, I, I think, you know, getting us to the tournament in, in year three, you know, here and, and losing that first game to Maryland and then, you know, running it back with that group. I mean, that group had, uh, had really solidified the program and turned things around. And, and we, we brought that group back and, you know, played to a five seed, but struggled in the tournament in large part because, uh, you know, the group, from an offensive standpoint, didn't fit great. Uh, we didn't have enough shooting, didn't have enough skill, didn't have enough passing, didn't have enough positional versatility. And, uh, you know, I, I on, on the flight, you know, the flight back from, from Buffalo, you know, it's like, uh, or the bus, man, I can't even remember. Um, you know, I knew that we needed to, we knew what we had with Andre Jackson, Adama Sonogo, and Jordan Hawkins. I knew I had a big three. You know, I knew I had a big three. I knew I had Klingon. I knew I had Caravan. I knew I had Samson Johnson, who really hasn't had a chance to show what he could do yet this year. But I, I knew that we needed some older perimeter people, you know, that um, that, that could supplement that, that 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 core group of like homegrown, you know, high pedigree blue chip recruits that we got straight out of high school. So, uh, but we were honest with the transfers. You know, you'd be comp- you'd be competing for a role off the bench. You'd be competing to be a fifth starter, a a first guard off the bench. And I think that's the only way that it works with the transfers is is if you're very, very clear during the process about what the reality will be when they get there or or else you could have some real chemistry and culture problems when they, when you get them. All right. So I'm going to give you guys a hypothetical and it's my favorite hypothetical, like ever March 23rd, Madison Square Garden, Sweet 16, UConn, Arizona State, Hurley versus Hurley in, in, in the Sweet 16. Like, hey, look, how, in, how insane would you be? Would you sign up for that now, Bob? I mean, I'm looking across my office, and there's a picture of me guarding Dan in the Sweet 16. <laughs> That's the last time that I'd like to see that. You really <laughs> wouldn't. If I said to you right now, you could have a sweet 16 appearance, oh, nice. but it only involves you having to coach against Dan. Like They both have it. They both have this picture. That's, that's awesome, though. That is really cool. Look at this. That is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Same picture. Same picture. Holy shit. That's wow. phenomenal. That is very so cool. Crazy. Would you take it? Would you sign up for that? Or would you say, like, I can't do it? So what does that mean? Does it mean that like we don't make the tournament or we lose? <laughs> yeah, it means you do not make the tournament or you go to the Sweet 16, but you have to play against Dan. Wow. 
Yes, I mean, I think we both would say Europe. yes to that. I mean, we'd buy, you know, I mean, we have to do it. If we have to do it, we'll do it. We know we wouldn't want to do it, but yeah. which side would your would your dad sit on? I'll do the half jacket again, right in the middle, <laughs> literally right jacket. in the middle. Your mom, half jacket. They'll do like the half switch. There's half. no, hey Dan, there's no way you're your mom's favorite. There's no way. No. I'm not buying it. No, I think she feels the same way about both of us. I mean, we're both like the same guy. (laughs) I look at it like this, though. For me, you know, I, I, you know, obviously my relationship with Bob, it's, uh, you know, know, best friend. You know, we live the same exact life to a T up to this day. It's crazy, right? Like, except he was the seventh pick and. I was a gym. You were teacher. the 700th. <laughs> I was a phys ed and driver's ed teacher my first year, but um, out of college. But you know, like even I, I felt like uh, you know, pl- you know, playing Nate this year, and I said this to Bob. It's like you know, trying to make these games just about you know execution and 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 poise and, and playing to your identity and not getting wrapped up in like crowd or opponent. You know, you know, and I, and I think I, I've benefited a lot from, you know, just talking to Bob a lot in the preseason and and his mentality. I mean, it, you talked about my focus. I mean, you know, his his focus, doing what he did, you know, having to play that brutal game in Texas before going to the Garden and then coaching the way he coached, uh, you know, through the VCU game and then the dominant performance against Michigan, like, you know, I that's rubbed off. I mean, I've taken a lot from Bob and the way he's managed himself and controlled his emotions and has coached as good as anybody in the country uh, to this part of the year. Growing up, yeah. I, I had a, a younger brother, and I certainly saw how competition could bring out interesting things. You know, whether it was working together on staffs at Rhode Island or Wagner or or growing up as kids, was there ever a time where you guys were – gonna beat each other's ass because <laughs> i i've seen that you know i i'm just yeah. i'm curious i'm i'm sure there there was i mean it kind of i mean it's like two brothers that are you know playing football or you know playing one-on-one i mean you're always going to have some i guess heated moments some arguments and then all of a sudden one day it shifts and becomes like when you hit a certain age where there there is no more you know competition and these guys are just so tight everything you've been through together that's how I looked at it. You you grew up in Jersey City, Bob, and um, just always outside playing stuff, right? And you're always playing stuff with all types of kids. Jersey City is the most diverse city in the country. You know, um, it's actually fact. So like you're um, you're always outside playing competitive games. You're going to get into fights. You get into fights with your brother. You get into fights with the with Savino, right? You're going to just get into fights, <laughs> right? Um, and then Bob, I'll say this, at Wagner and then at Rhode Island, like I'm um, just going to call Bob out. Like if he would suggest like a defense or me run something, and if I didn't do it, he would get <laughs> super pissed. <laughs> what if it didn't work then? What well, if no, you did it and it didn't work? What would you I say? I would glare, but I, I'm, I'm, that's not my thing. I see other head coaches like rip assistance during a game about – scouting out under they missed i'm like yo how is that guy even you know you're you're, you suck as a big man coach because your guy like didn't like get position like and then bob it um i would suggest things over suggest right if i would suggest (laughs) it one time and then say it again and maybe a third time 
And then I usually would get the look, like stop. Yeah. What was there? Do you remember, Bob? Like, do you remember when you were kids? Give me a great story of when you guys were kids. And either either you went at it with each other or had to have each other's back. Do you remember like one in Jersey City? Oh, have each other's back. Oof. At the time we were throwing uh, throwing the baseball in the backyard, Dan, and the ball went through the window into our into our basement where we where we we stayed, the two of us, and uh and we we kind of covered up the window for what was it like a day and a half or two days, you know, until dad found out about it. And you know, that was uh that was a tough situation, right, Dan? We had to, yeah. we had to work our way through that one. I, I don't know why yeah. that one just came to mind, but we tried to we tried to we tried to get our bopchi, you know, my mom's mom to blame it on the garbage men, right? The garbage <laughs> men in Jersey City, you know, the, in our neighborhood, they didn't do a great job. They left a lot of debris. And so we tried to blame them. But the, I remember, you know, I was, you know, Bob was home. I was running my mouth in the country village courts and I got into a fight with uh, a kid in Bob's, maybe a year older than Bob. I'll leave him nameless. Um, I think he lived on Sycamore and, uh, and I, I was right on my mouth. He was a, a couple, four years older than me and he was, he was, he was whooping me and somebody I think ran home and told Bob and Bob ran and, and beat his, and beat his, uh, beat his ass. Came out and I think he was, he was probably, I think he was one year older than me in school. So that yeah. gives you more cred than I was big right? for Bob and, and no one would try me. You know, so that was that was good. That worked hey, out nicely. Did you guys get the belt from your dad or no? I think you can you can admit that now. I, I don't think if it happened today, you couldn't admit it. Your dad would end up in jail. But but I think from 20, 30 years ago, you can admit if your dad got you with the belt. Did he how 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 tough was he on you guys though? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He was tough. Dan, you want to take this? Or? Yeah, he was tough. I mean, he was tough. Bob wants no part of this one. Oh, my dad was tough. I mean, but, you know, it's like anything else. Um, you know, he uh, he cared. I mean, he cared so much about his players, cared so much about us. You know, he showed his love for us through the time he spent with us and the sacrifices he made. Um, you know, not doing the college thing, not doing the career thing because um, he wanted to coach Bob in high school. I mean, there was that window where he was offered the Xavier job with Pete Gillen and he stayed, um, you know, in, in, in large part, I think, because, you know, of Bob and Bob was going into his freshman year of high school. And, um, but he showed his, his, his love for us through the, the time he spent and all the, the work ethic and the, the character that he instilled in us that maybe you resent it when, you know, you resent it when you're a teenager, maybe you resent it, maybe when you're in your twenties, but then you appreciate it when you become a parent and you appreciate it when, when you get into your thirties and you realize, you know, how much it's done for you. Who's the most I, emotional. I couldn't have, I couldn't ahead, have said that any better, Jeff, uh, Dan, that was unbelievable, but I'll just add just the selflessness that, you know, that my dad and my mom had for us, you know, just the, 
you know, paycheck to paycheck. And, and, you know, that, that paycheck most likely was going for a camp that, that we might go to in the summer and, uh, you know, wasn't going in their pocket. And like Dan touched on just so, so unselfish with their time for us, which, uh, and the preparation for, for obviously uh, for us, for the future was, was uh, unmatched. The most emotional Hurley is who? And you can't male Hurley, not female Hurley. The most emotional male Hurley is who? I cry a lot. Is that true? Do you? What do you? What's the last time you cried? Was was what over what? Um, you know the day of Wednesday. Um, Aubrey Jimenez, uh, you know, and, and Mario, uh, you know, who's, who passed away, lost her battle with cancer. Huge UConn fan, family, uh, Jimenez family, Mario and Kimber from uh, family from Bridgeport. Huge UConn fans have moved to Florida. He's a big time baseball coach um, in Florida, runs an academy there. Uh, his daughter, uh, Aubrey, passed away. We met her in March on Selection Sunday, um, and she passed a couple months after. And, you know, the, uh, the, the parents came in to, to meet with the team and talk to the staff and, uh, you know, it, it, it was uh, emotional. But after, you know, a big win, uh, a, a tough loss, proud of your kids, proud of your brother, I mean, you know, just, it's, you know, laugh, cry, yell. It's all good. Bobby, what's it been like for you this year? I, it's It's hard because I know you have some pressure to win this year. I try to put in perspective for people. I went to Arizona, so I know what that Arizona program has been like and how difficult it is to win there and how few people have won. You had gone to two straight tournaments, were set to go to a third straight. I don't I don't know if that's ever happened in, at the program before, that they've gone to three straight NCAA tournaments. There's not a ton of history there. How have you been able to navigate that part of it, the emotional part, like Dan said, with everything that you've kind of gone into the season trying to focus on on just coach and not worry about the outside noise. That it's not easy to do, especially for you guys. I got an unbelievable support system. You know, I uh, I could call Dan anytime and talk to him. Obviously, and we talk all the time. But you know, my wife Leslie is is unbelievable. My daughters are so supportive. Um, I I kind of blank everything out during the game, and I'm just locked in. It's kind of like. Uh, the Kevin Costner movie when he's pitching and, you know, and, and stuff where you, uh, you know, turn on the mechanism or whatever. And, but, you know, my daughter, Sydney is behind the bench or my daughter, Cameron, and, and I could hear them yelling, you know, stuff out during the game and stuff. So they are, they're awesome support and just behind the scenes stuff. Like if I'm going through pressure or, or a stressful situation that I'm working through to have, you know, my wife, Leslie, my daughters, you know, Sydney and Cameron and my son, Bobby, to be able to talk to. And, and I have my son on my team like Dan does right now. So what a, you know, what a great feeling that is to have him around. I can't tell you how many games, you know, we've watched together over the years and to see him out there and have him on road trips and go to dinner the night before games. So it, it kind of puts everything in perspective for me. And, uh, you know, the pandemic was really tough. We had to wear a lot of hats and do a lot of different things as coaches we've never had to do before. And, and you add the NIL and the transfer portal. It's just been a lot to like work through and navigate through. So just trying to stay in the moment, enjoy my team, have fun with these guys. I've really, really been blessed with the, with a great group. And it's been a lot of fun coaching them. On top of those two things, the portal and, and NIL, 
kids have changed from when you guys played from when I played as two coaches who are probably considered more old school. How much have you had to adapt or how much have you had to change your philosophy on some of those things? I think you got to just, you know, manage. It's about managing people and, and understanding what makes people tick and different personalities. And you coach guys a little bit different based on that. I think these kids have a lot more to deal with than, than Dan and I did when we played. And I mean, you could just start with social media. It's like if I had a bad game, I mean, you know, people might see it on TV or read about it in the newspaper, but people aren't tweeting at me. You know, right. you know, it's just like different. The pressures are different for these kids to. So you got to be, you know, recognize that, you know, they have a bad game. They're going to get potentially attacked by whoever on social media. How does that impact them and stuff? So, you know, we try and, you know, have a pulse on on those things and try and limit their pressures as much as we can. But there's still Robbie, too. I think it's like relative to trying to find that there, there still are, you know, some like families and inner circles and, and and kids themselves you know that that still kind of you know have that that value system you know like that you could still find the shared values right mm-hmm. you could still you know find find you know incredibly competitive players that really want to win you know that that have a gym rat mentality um you know that that are willing to sacrifice and and, and want to be on a mission with a group i just think that there's less of them Obviously, there's less of them, and you've got to kind of work harder to find them. I, I think that the 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 good thing for me and Bob is that you know we get eliminated from certain types of people because they'll come and take a campus visit, and they'll watch us practice, and we're both really authentic. You know, like we're, we're family people. Like Bob said, like you know, everything that we do is family centered. My wife Andrea, you know, I, I got lucky just like Bob did. We both married Jersey girls that will check us in a second, right? Check us in a second when we're getting a little too big for our britches. Um, you know, and then, you know, both of my sons, Danny and Andrew, are like incredibly close to the program. So it, it, it's, um, you know, it, it's, we, we both want to, to be a part of like transformational situations with, with, with the people that we encounter, our coaches that hopefully will elevate the players and, and not transactional stuff. All right, well, listen, uh, Robbie, what do you think? The Hurley experience, you know, first I, one for you? Yeah, I, I think it was pretty tame. I'm impressed. I thought I thought they were great. Yeah, you got a mellow. Listen, <laughs> you got them at 19 and one. This isn't normal to get to get Bobby and Dan. This look at them. They're both smiling. This may never happen. I'm honest. Yet. I'm honestly shocked that they'd agreed to come on here with you because <laughs> you make it sound like it's listen, it's going to be chaos. Listen, I, I might have had to give them a little bit extra nil or something to get them on here. But we, I, I love doing. I've known them both a long time. Uh, it, it's very, very cool to see you both uh, winning at this uh, level. And and Dan, you might, you might crack my top twenty uh, when I revise my top twenty recruiters. You might. I, it's close. I don't know. It, it it's close. Twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. There's nothing wrong with being twenty one. Twenty one. That's right. That's right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, good luck in the future, and we'll talk soon. All right, later, guys. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.